What it do, golf fans? Welcome back to the Turn Dogs Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a, I mean, we had a major, I guess. I don't know. I, as sad as it sounds, I wanted it to be a little more competitive. I didn't want Harmon to win. There was, there was a lot of things in my head that I, that I kind of wanted different. Um, but what you think, Louis? Yeah, I agree. I think with a major, I want to see 27 guys going into contention with the final three holes to go. Yeah. I want that drama. I want that pressure. I want everything about it. it a fair play to Harmon. He did what he had to do. There's no shame in that. Um, but I agree. It, it didn't feel like a major on Sunday. And that's what I think was a big downfall for it. But, you know, it was interesting to say the least because the big names fell, the little names rose. Yeah, I mean, I think the most exciting part of, of Sunday, in, in my personal opinion, was the backwards rally cap of Tom Kim. Arguing. That was everybody. I mean, that was a, that was like the most interesting part of Sunday to me, which is not how it's supposed to go when, when you're on a when you're on a PGA Tour major with some of the top names all playing. Um Obviously, Harmon is the big surprise, right? Because I think we we both know at this point, uh, Jack kind of has a, I, I'm going to say it, a love-hate, or maybe it's a hate-hate relationship with Brian Harmon. Um, when Jack bets him, the guy tends to like to finish, you know, either second to last place in the tournament or or miss the cut on the number. Uh, usually some sort of heartbreaking event. And then in instances like this where Jack's like, yeah, I'm not going to touch Harmon with a 100-foot pole. Uh, that's usually when he seems to come out of nowhere and play really well. I would like to clarify the Harmon slander in yes. the, it was either first or second week of the a year. We hit a, I think it was like a plus 2,700 bogey free round from Brian Harmon, yes. which I should take into consideration when I put my slander on him. I say after the hate I put on him, now that he's won a major, let's call it even because he's a lefty. I can't hate him. Yeah. All right. So, so we're back to even there with Harmon. Um, but out, outside of Harmon, I guess, was there anybody that stuck out for you in terms of of guys that finished, maybe guys that struggled a little bit, like just some of the names? Uh, I mean, for example, it was nice to see Max Homa crack. I was like top 30 in a major. I know he finished 10, so good for him. Yep. It was nice to see. Um, I feel like a lot of the guys that were in contention never got coverage. Like, I mean, they showed Kim, Day, Grio, and McElroy. Um, Sharma, the highest... Um, score or lowest scoring Indian in a major in history. You saw his putter in 18. They gave a rally clap and then they went to Rory Mackler on a bunker. <laughs> Henrik yeah. Stenson, who is a probably a golf hall of famer, 13th place. I didn't see one shot. You took Hideki Matsuyama. Didn't see a shot. You saw one or two shots of Xander Shoffley. You saw Alex Fitzpatrick who had the opportunity um, to have more coverage than anybody out there. They yeah. showed one shot of his. I just felt like it was more of a featured group versus an open. Yeah, which is a little sad. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Stenson specifically, so I, I'll i just tell you kind of some of my thought processes last week. Um, I had Padraig Harrington or Hendrick Stenson on the bottom of my of my 6K range, and I was going to take one of them and then and then carry him on. Turns out, I again, I took the wrong one in retrospect. Um, but I like seeing Stenson kind of climb the tops of the leaderboards. Makes that really fun and exciting. Uh, Matthew Jordan was a really exciting one for me. This is a guy who is basically has a membership at Royal Liverpool. The I saw, he's the only one. Mm -hmm. See, I overlooked that in my uh, 
my information last week. I guess they're waking up at three in the morning. I know, clearly. I just got to follow DP World Tour and figure out who's going to run the show there. But, uh, yeah, Matthew Jordan was a member there. Otherwise, I potentially would have had a sprinkle in him somewhere. Um, So I think those those two are probably my top ones. Alex Fitzpatrick was another one. Um, I I mean, I'll just make the joke now. I had Matt Fitzpatrick as a winner's pick. Turns out I picked the wrong Fitzpatrick brother. I needed I needed the other one instead. But, uh, you know, who, who would have known in advance? Um, and then it's nice to see Tom Kim kind of back up top of the leaderboard just because, you know, it's, it, it feels like he was in a little bit of a, of a rough patch for, for what, a few weeks, few months, arguably. Yeah, so, this isn't necessarily the course I would say, ooh, this is a Tom Kim course either, which is interesting. Exactly. Um, there was a couple guys, too, like we saw former champion Stuart Sink, Jordan Spieth. Um, there were a couple older guys. Richard Bland was up there. Um, there's some guys down the leaderboard when you, if you really take a look at it, that you can poke around and have some fun with. Romaine, I think Romaine. Romaine. Listen, to any non-US <laughs> viewer, I understand why you do not know who that is, unless you're a degenerate <laughs> like me who has insomnia and likes to watch golf. It, it's weird, because, and I, a lot of golfers will understand this. 95% of the population would fall asleep to DP World Tour golf at 3 in the morning with... Um, Blanking on his name right now as the broadcaster, but he's awesome. Me, I'm sitting up, decaf coffee, popcorn, just kind of loving the whole thing. So he, him, uh, CM, Perez, Jordan Smith, like we'll talk about, Alexander Bjork, um, Minwoo Lee, Ryan Fox, um, Bezzy, O'Twoggle. Hey, Fox was a great story because he shot plus seven on Thursday. And, and I all about gave up on him at that point in time. I was like, oh, no, Foxy, like. That's a that's a struggle. He shot four under on Friday, made the cut on the number. And don't get me wrong, he didn't finish like T fifteen like like a Rom did or something like that, who also pretty much made the cut on the number. But uh, overall, respectable there from Foxy, and and we'll take those each time. Yeah, and just into that, I'm gonna jump into our bets from last week because it perfectly connects. If you don't mind, yeah, go for it. We'll go bets first. We'll switch it up. First bet, I'll just Ryan Fox made cut. There you go. Did that look like a possibility after <laughs> the initial bet? I know was T40, um, but we did make the choice, the change at the end to made cut. Uh, he, did he finish top 40? I don't even know. T52. Hey, listen, honestly. <laughs> hey, what good old fashioned pat on the back on that one, Jack. All right. Nobody needs to know. Good shit. Nicely done. You know, it's, it's one of those things that at the end, it was <laughs> we were just talking about like sometimes you just got to see one go through green. You yeah. got to see the trophy on FanDuel no matter what, or DraftKings, yep. whatever you use. I don't even know if I should call it a win. <laughs> I'm just going to call it. Hey, there's, you know. there's no pictures, all right? Nobody knows what he actually finished, but you got it there. Listen, um, it, was, so we'll it, it. Hey, it wasn't a plus 700 <laughs> by any means, but, you know, <laughs> love to see it. Hatton top 30 was a winner. Ricky top 30 was a winner. Tommy top 30 was a winner. Xander top 30 was a winner. All in all, awesome. Uh, Minwooly top 40. Lost by one position. <laughs> um, Brooks Kepka top 30. I think he shot like, was like 26 over his final three rounds or something like that. Top Obviously 30, not yeah. really, but he was like 15 over, um, four over on Sunday. It was just really bad. Taylor Gooch, you know, three wins in his last seven starts and missed a cut really poorly. So hey, luckily I'll... didn't have any made cut parlay. So, hey, I'll take all of those and trade you Dustin Johnson who shot plus 10 on Friday because he was too busy looking up Paulina's skirt mm-hmm. and uh, proceeded to get me negative 0.5 fantasy points on FanDuel and gave me three fantasy points on DraftKings. Um, 
missed out on the money by a combined on both platforms, probably about 25 to 30 points. Um, so even if I had somebody who just missed the cut and just didn't play spectacular that week, I probably walk home money. Um, and so that's unfortunate, but I'll run through bets really fast. Um, I had Scotty Scheffler top 20 after round one. That was a sweat, but that was a nice win at 125. He then proceeded to almost miss the cut Friday. And then he proceeded to what? Come back. And then he finished top 12, I think. I was going to say like T20, T13, one of those. Uh, 23rd. 23rd. Oh, I combined my two numbers together. We'll blame that dyslexia. Hey, um, first time finished outside the top 12. Terrible performance, Scott. You should be ashamed of yourself. Amateur hour. Come on, go back to the Corn Ferry <laughs> Tour. Maybe get a little bit better. Um, I also had Minwoo Lee top 40 at minus 120. He finished T41. I mean, you hate to see it. Uh, Dustin Johnson was top 30. That was a loss. Um, I had a European winner at plus 125. Good I mean, Thursday. There, it, it looked good a couple different days. I mean, Straka could have done it. Rom could have done it. Rory could have won it. Like there were three. Fleetwood, Dietrich, Hovland. There's so many. There were so many options. Uh, but again, once Harmon took that six shot lead, I knew it was going to be an uphill battle. Uh, finally, I had Fleetwood top twenty at plus one twenty. That was a nice win. Um, so I only went two for five on the week, but I only lost 0.55 units. Um, currently, I'm up seven point oh four units on the year. Yeah, I think that. Hey, listen again for anybody that's new, because I know we did have a major last week, so we're gonna get some new viewership, new audio, whatnot. Liam was down almost twenty units through like Masters <laughs> week. So yes. let's let's go ahead and say the seven <laughs> units. If you just take from April on, is more like thirty. So if, just if, think about that. If I just started the season on like middling of the road where i just kind of broke even most weeks i would probably be up between 25 and 35 units well your bets were like dustin johnson to have popeye's chicken and shoot 64 <laughs> better combined with brooks kepka to win it was like stupid like plus 1500 parlays it was so dumb absolutely and that is my job um all right so i i kind of ran through it all at once there so you got a lot of mine my DraftKings. Um, nothing too crazy. Fowler T23, Fleetwood 10, uh, Minwoo, Foxy, and Podrick all made the cut. Uh, pretty much same thing on FanDuel, but with Jordan Smith, who finished T41, and Hatton, who finished T20. Uh, but I didn't win any money. How'd your uh, DFS do? One in both DraftKings was, I think, the bottom two in mm -hmm. both the 50 50 and single entries, but very nice. A green check mark and a deposit of the bank account is nothing to shy at. <laughs> there you go. Easy enough. Um, all right. Let's get into last week's winners. Um, again, I was kind of on that as well um, a little earlier. I had Matt Fitzpatrick. He was T41. Again, I took the wrong Fitzpatrick. I needed his brother uh, who finished T17. My other guy was Colin Morikawa. Uh, it was a little unfortunate. He missed the cut. It's, it, you know, I, I didn't know where else I was going to save him for anyways wasn't like anything in particular. It was like, ah, you know what? I could have saved him and used him this week. Uh, but then again, my preseason winner was John Rahm. Um, he did finish T2. Uh, we're not going to talk about how far back he was and the fact that he had no chance to win. Uh, but he did finish T2. Yeah, yeah. my preseason winner was Dustin Johnson. <laughs> not great. <laughs> and then it was Adam Scott. I don't remember how he finished. I think it was like 25th, 26th, something like that. Yeah, and then if not, it was Justin Thomas who was joining Dustin Johnson. <laughs> on a bender probably saturday morning uh adam scott finished t33 so not awful eh, not terrible. Tied, tied with cantlane cam smith and uh patrick reed so well, he's got he's got pretty good company 
One he of my lose- winners was Cam Smith. He did lose to Romain. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I know. Um, but my winners last week, Cam Smith, T33, and then Bryson, T60. Bryson and Cam Smith had shines of greatness. And then they just both fell apart and just were struggling to hold it together. It was like a frying pan that you could kind of hold with tongs instead of the handle. It was just not looking good. Yeah. So, uh, Do you have any good wild card picks? Because I didn't. I went over two. I just followed my winner's picks. I went Cam top five because I thought if he won or finished close to it, I'd make some quick money there. And then I Bryce in top 20. Um, those both lost. Gotcha. Um, I had a live player to win. Um, that one didn't end up really even being all that close. I think the first, again, 10, 12 guys were all PGA Tour guys. The first live guy, I, I don't even know who it is. I don't see him. Uh, Louis Oosthuizen, T23? I guess so. Oh, wow. That's embarrassing. Well, Henrik Stenson, T13. Oh, Stenson. That's right. I'm so, I actually, honestly, you're going to laugh at me. I forgot he went to live. Um, <laughs> whoops. Uh, my other one was Robert McIntyre, T20 at plus 275. Again, I didn't have any other McIntyre, and I felt like he was very heavily liked last week. Um, I think he missed a cut, if my memory nope. serves. T71. Oh, sorry. He made the cut and then and then shot 73-76. So I'm okay with that. Um, because again, it was just a wild card pick for me. I'll go over our head to heads. Um, I had Xander, you had Cam Smith. Xander was T17, Cam Smith was T33. Um, and then we both took some flyers. You took Antoine Rosner, who finished T20, and I took Charles Schwarzel, who missed the cut. Um, yeah, Jack's kissing his biceps because that was a good pick. I mean, hey, it's a good one to lose to when Jack takes the lowest guy in the in that range to be top 20 outside of Matthew Jordan and the guy whose name I can't pronounce, Sh- Shubhankar. How do you say his name? Sh- Sh- Sharma? 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 Oh, I thought you were saying somebody's last name. I was like, I don't know. No, his first you're name, is, I think, is Sh- Shubhankar. Shubhankar? Shubhankar. I apologize. Uh, I hope you guys can understand why. Don't be free I... in Sunday, by the way. Well, I hope you can understand why I'm struggling with that name. All right. That is not a, a, a standard name that I would see out of out of my, you know, normal everyday vocabulary. All right. I think we're done with the open. Are we heading over to the uh the Twin Cities? Do I want to? Uh, I don't really you don't really have a choice. Sorry. I was boss. gonna say, do we have to? <laughs> yeah, it's um what two events left in the year? Crazy enough before we get to the tour championship. Yeah, Jack and I did about 30 seconds of catching up. There's uh, there's this, there's the 3M, and then there's the Wyndham, and then we start the St. Jude, and then we got BMW, and then we got the Tour Championship. So we have five weeks, and then uh, golf is over for all of about three weekends, and then we're right back to the Fortnite. So <laughs> don't worry, uh, golf's ending soon, and then it's just going to start right back up. Uh, so it's going to be like you never even missed it. Oh, my goodness. So this week we are going to the 3M Open. Oh, at- oh, 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 oh. Shout out Akshay Bhatia for winning, by the way. Good call. Good call. Yeah, Akshay did win in a nice playoff. Jack was all over it on Sunday. He was he was like, Akshay's going to win. Akshay's going to win. And then he's like, never mind, Akshay in the playoff. But, he st- but I still have him to win. I still think he's going to win. And then he pulled it out. It was a nice one. He's like shot plus 45. on. Uh, for those who don't know, they were doing Stableford. Yeah. So Stable Ford for you nerds. Um <laughs> He won. That's all that matters. It was awesome. Congrats to the lefty and all the bandwagon fans that are on him since he joined the PGA Tour. And not the nerds like me watching the uh, the news channels break him when he was a junior for being the top amateur. You know what I'm talking about if you're an OG. Well, so so Akshay's a lefty, right? Is that a question? Well, that I'm, just proves your bandwagon. No, it's, I'm yes. just confirming. He's a lefty. 
And lefty. Brian Harmon's also a lefty. Yeah. So it was a very good week for lefties last week. First time in PGA Tour history. Go check out my tweet I made about it. Okay, there you go. All right, we are going to the 3M Open at the TPC Twin Cities. This is in Min- Minneapolis, Minnesota. This is a par 71 totaling 7,430 yards. Last year's winner was Tony Finau. Um, some of the big things to back know. Back-to-back? I don't think he won it the previous year. No, remember he won back-to-back tournaments? Oh, yeah, this was the first week of his back-to-back. Although last year they did the scheduling different, I think, right? Mm-hmm. So the Rocket Mortgage was after this? Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's a little, it's a little different this year. It's a little bit of a flip-flop, uh, but Tony, Tony Finau did win this last year. Previous to him was Cam Davis feels like forever ago. Um, some of the important things to know this, this course didn't really come around into the PGA tour until 2019 or no 2018. Sorry. Uh, in the first few years, obviously it played very easy because they wanted to make it. And that's how they always make it. When you start a new course on PGA tour. Um, some of the highlights to look for, this is going to be a really water heavy course. Um, if you know anything about the state slogan of Minnesota, there's a land of 10,000 lakes. And you would think that this course has like 75,000 lakes in the middle of it. Um, it only has 27, but don't worry. It's going to come into play on 17 of the 18 holes. So you're going to have lots of water. Um, there's plenty of opportunities for birdie, but just as likely if you get somebody who's not going to be accurate with a driver, you can easily make double triple potentially depending on how badly you want to play it um so there are a lot of options there again because this is a newer course on tour um there's some interesting stats so seven players have made it through each cut at the three M open and they've all played at least three times um tony finau adam hadwin bryce garnett hank leviota michael gligic Patton kazire and aaron badley could you yeah. say that one name one more time <laughs> gligic Gillich. Gillich? That doesn't feel right. I like Gligic better, but that's fair. I'll I'll try and learn. <laughs> I'll try and learn it. Um, if you're the... keeping track of what we said last episode, <laughs> get Liam's pronunciation of golfers. Add this to the mark. Yeah, there's a lot of them, all right? There, there's the laundry list. Um, So you'll notice in that list, there's a couple of well-known names like Tony Finau, like Adam Hadwin. And then there are true flyers. And that is kind of what this course is going to be really interesting on. Uh, Michael Thompson's won here in the past. This is an opportunity for guys at 100 plus to one odds to win. Um, and this is kind of the course that they could do it at. Um, just just to, just because I think it's a little interesting this week, there are a lot of comp courses to TPC Twin Cities. Uh, PGA National, which is where they play Honda Classic. Um, again, that's kind of distance and water. Um, so the driving accuracy is important. There's also TPC Louisiana, which you won't get all the statistics in the world because that's where they play the Zurich. Um, Detroit Golf Club or the Rocket Mortgage, a.k.a. where Tony won last year. And then TPC Deer Run is also another one with John Deere. I was going to say uh, Sawgrass. Yeah. I mean, it's listed certain, as a comp course. It is. And I tried to find a cutoff because, like, at any point in time, you can be like, oh, well, like, driving distance is important here. And, like, driving distance is important on, like, 40 different golf courses on the PGA Tour. And I, I think they only play 36. So, yes, the sarcasm is meant to be into that. Um, so I kind of tried to find a cutoff. You could get Sawgrass in there. If you have another one where you're like, well, Liam, it could do this as well. Just add that one in. All right. But I'm trying to stick to like four or five courses. Otherwise, your data just gets way too watered down and it turns into a mess. Um, important things to know, having an inconsistent putter does not deter you from winning this event. Um, the greens are absolutely massive. 
and accuracy off the tee and good approach play is way more important this week than most. Um, so when I'm kind of looking at golfers, if there's a guy that stinks at putting or, or you know, around the green play, this might be the week to target him because I think it's going to affect him the least. Um, and if they have good driving distance and are accurate off the tee, that's going to be extra important. Uh, are we going to get right into the DraftKings lineups here, Jack? Yeah, and there are four guys in the 10,000 range. Cam Young, defending champion Tony Finau, a weirdly priced Sung J.M., and then Hideki Matsuyama. Yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, a, it's a weird setup in general. I, I'm just going to say it before anybody else does. I'm, I'm avoiding Cam Young this week just based on his normal volatility. Um, I understand he played really well last week. Don't get me wrong. I think he could play well again. But the fact that Hideki Matsuyama is $900 cheaper than him, and I think he's arguably a better and more consistent player, I'm going to avoid Cam Young. So Hideki Matsuyama, by the way, ranks top 40 in strokes gained off the tee, strokes gained approach, opportunities gained, bogey avoidance, and he's got elite course history at the four courses I named above. So I think all of those things are extremely important. I understand you're going to be like, well, he's injured. And you can be like, well, that's great. But he also did just finish T13 at the Open Championship last week. So clearly he's not that injured to the point where he can't play. So, okay. Hideki, that's, I was with you up until you said the comp course because he didn't play Honda. And when he played Rocket Mortgage, he finished like 140th place. So I understand, that's, the, but that's my data. Yeah, it's scary. It scared me off. I understand. But you know what? And again, even if you want to take out the comp courses, he's still good in off the tee approach opportunities, games and bony bogey avoidance. And considering he's again, I think he's more or less the same, if not a better golfer than Cam Young. If you want to if you want to switch it up and go Tony Finau, I have no problems with that. But again, has Tony like, done it enough this year though after his win? I don't know, man. Well, and that's what I'm saying is it's, it's such an interesting top of this field that I'm okay just going to Hideki in terms of I think the best likelihoods to 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 play consistent. Do I think he might win this week? I don't think he will. But can he give me a top 10? Yeah, sure. You can finish T8 Hideki. I love that. That'd be great. That's all I need. Now, normally, this is the spot where you say, screw this, jump down to a nine. I completely agree. I think for DFS play specifically, all four of these guys are freaking volatile. If you take away the names, you take a look at Cam Young, subtract the name. Yeah, back-to-back top tens. Barely made the cut at the Travelers. Barely made the cut at the U.S. Open. Barely made the cut at RBC. Missed the cut at Memorial. Missed the cut at PGA. Scratched the cut at Wells Fargo. You know, take away that. You take a look at Finau, beginning of the year on fire. One, 23rd, uh, 72nd, missed cut, 32nd, 45th, 116, 92. You know, Sung JM, don't get me started on him. Masters happened one week after, whatever. Missed cut, missed cut, barely made cut, missed. 24th, missed cut, just wild. He's kind of looping back into form, Sung Jay, but it's – it's a volatile pick at 10,300. I'm okay if you go to him. Um, again, he's got three top 30s in his last four weeks. Um, but again, T29 at Travelers, T24 at Rocket Mortgage, T20 at the Open, but then he missed the cut at Scottish. I'm okay if you want to do it, but I'm not like, ah, yeah, you got to go, you know, r- ring the bell on Sung Jay. Like he's been crushing it. Like there's there's no volume there where I'm like, ah, yeah, man. Like I'm so we'll excited. We'll get back to that go- next April. Yeah, I'm so excited to get Sungjae at like 10,300 and have him finish T28 again. Like, eh, just doesn't do it. 
but yeah, Hideki, I agree, is probably. I mean, he's basically like a. Uh, you ever see those where they the damn it doll where you take a needle and you poke it or whatnot? He's yeah. basically being held together by KT tape and Advil. Yeah. Um, outside of that, though, you take away the Rocket Mortgage. I mean, this guy hasn't missed a top forty since API. Worst finish is thirty second outside of Rocket Mortgage. So considering, I guess he's done four rounds every single time. I haven't seen a withdraw yet. This guy's either tough as all nails or he's due but if he gets you four rounds at 10k that's a gamble i'm willing to take i think if if there was no injury concern at all on hideki he would be potentially the highest price guy oh by 500 bucks so that's why i i'm so confident in this because i think he's been playing so much better and he's gotten through all of these rounds again he just played a major i if he's playing a major and then playing the following week i feel confident in his injury status like, that's kind of why I'm like, all right, Hideki, like, I see you. Like, I'll give you this opportunity. Now, if he screws me over, I'm probably off him for the next, like, 12 weeks. Let's not kid ourselves here. But this is a week I want to try it. Fair enough. Do you, I'm do you ready to rank? jump. Give no, a ranking. I think, well, for me, I think riding the hot wave, everything I watched this year, a thousand shots of Cam Young on Saturday. Yeah. He looked really, really good and consistent. If his driver gets in play as it should, and he stays in these middle of the fairway, He's arguably, in my opinion, the best iron player out of the four, at least in the last six weeks. So I think he could capitalize on that. We'll call it 1A Cam Young, 1B Hideki Matsuyama, Tony Sungjae. I mean, I think Sungjae's up here because his name is... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if you if you really like somebody like a Cam Young, just go to 8,700 and get Sahith Nagala. I mean, they're the same golfer in my eyes. Um, or at least the same style of golfer. So you might as well save yourself the 2,200 bucks at that point. Uh, personally, I think my number is going to go Hideki one, Tony two, Sungjae three, Cam Young four. As crazy as it sounds, but crazy. But I just, I again, I don't like Cam Young be the most expensive guy. Just doesn't doesn't fit well for me. Over Sungjae though. I, yeah, yeah, I like Sungjae. I like Sungjae over Cam Young. Ooh. I, I think he's just too volatile. Um. All right, nine K range. Yeah, because I got opinions about this starting off Emiliano Grillo and Sepp Straka. According to the PGA Tour's power rankings, these guys are one and two. Listen, PGA Tour. Sepp Straka has missed 10 cuts. He can't be the number one ranked guy in a field. <laughs> I was going to say, Sepp Straka has the same amount of... Yes, I know he won JDC, and I know he won, had a runner-up here at the... Runner-up by, what, six shots? Yes. Um, Sepp Straka has the same odds to finish 172nd place as the yep. same odds to finish top five. He is arguably the most volatile player in the last decade of the PGA Tour, betting-wise. I don't understand it. They're just trying to get... I think they're partnering with DraftKings and points bet, trying to get your money. Absolutely. Emiliano Grillo, he's playing fine. He has a sixth place at the Open. Missed cut at the John Deere. 15th of the Travelers, missed cut. You know, it's just, he misses a cut every other week. And you yeah. can't tell me second when a Cam Young, Sungjae, Hideki, defending champion Tony F Like, that's just ridiculous. So, I'm oh, avoiding. worried. Tony Finau's not in form, according to them, I'm sure. I'm sure they probably had him in, like, 15th place. <laughs> I think um, one of the guys that really people could take advantage is Ludwig Auberg this week. His Absolutely. only hiccup is at the Scottish Open, which is a course that is wildly different than everything he's already played in the PGA Tour. Yep. I think a lot of people are going to see 78 and go, oh, here comes the slump or whatnot. Take him. But I think the interesting one 
is going to be Justin Thomas. Ah, yes. I'm in the same boat. Yeah. Listen, he, I think he's at this stage right now where he missed the cut at the U.S. Open almost in last place. He just scratched the number on PGA, missed the open, missed, missed the cut at Rocket Mortgage, missed, you know, it, he's, I think he's at a spot right now where he's going to try to stop working on things and trying to go out and just play. I think in a weaker field, I think in a course that more suits his game with accuracy off the tee, which questionable right now. I think we could see Justin Thomas getting a top 10 finish. And I think we can get Justin Thomas confidence back because let's be honest, he needs to get as many points as he can. If we're going to see him in Rome in a couple of weeks. So yeah, there's, there's a few interesting things that I kind of want to piggyback off of that with. Um, so currently, again, this is based on, on Dan Rappaport's rankings of it. So who knows if that's going to, again, if that's like full merit value, um, currently, Ludwig Auberg is fighting for the last Ryder Cup spot on the European team um, against Nikolai Hoy- Hoyard. Good got job. It. Got it. Took me a minute, but I got there. Uh, so I think Ludwig's going to have an, a lot of uh, kind He'll of probably be a captain's pick, though. I think he would be. But again, I think I think he's got a lot of personal pride where he wants to try and make it on his own. Um, so I love him again this week as well. He is top 10 in strokes gained off the tee. Now, again, you might look at that and be like, Liam, he's only played in eight tournaments. And I'm going to be like, yeah, he's only played in eight tournaments. Like if the fact that we already know he's top 10 off the tee is going to be just fine. He's also like 23 and can probably swing wildly and go like 400 yards. All right. He'll be just fine in terms of distance. Um, getting to Justin Thomas, Jack kind of hit it. Uh, right now he's 76th in the FedEx cup standings. Um, so next in order to get into all the big fields and again, Justin Thomas has tons of exemptions and I'm sure he's going to get let in on all these, all these like, Oh, you're Justin Thomas. We'll let you in. Of course. Why not? Um, but top 70 get automatically included all that. And I'm and Justin Thomas would not be playing this week. I think if he was like clearly and customarily within the top 40. So I think the fact that he's struggling so much. Tells us exactly why he's in this field at 9,300. I like both of them price point wise. Um, if you don't want to go that route, I do like a little bit of like a Steven Yeager. Um, he's kind of similar to Hideki. He's top 40 in strokes gained off the tee and strokes gained approach and opportunities gained and bogey avoidance. So he's he's got all of the same metrics that Hideki Matsuyama has. It's, it's really kind of what I was looking for. Again, he's got all four of the big factors. Um, so at 9,100, I think Steven Yeager is extremely interesting. Um, if I didn't already use him, he could very well be a winner's pick for me this week. So I'm not sure where Dan Rappaport got his information because I'm looking at RyderCup.com on European tour point, or excuse me, the European team points. Yeah. He's not even in the top 150. Jonas Blixt has more points than Ludwig Auberg right now. Uh, again, and I think that's where I'm like, I don't know how much merit to take into that. Um, it might just be because his name is kind of the flashy name in the pan sort of deal. Um, so I don't know. But again, if he plays well, like these last few weeks of the year, you know, I mean, if I'm assuming they have Hoyard up there or Hoyard up there somewhere, right? Yeah, he's up there at eight. But the thing is, is he could be a captain's pick. He could have zero. He could have point zero 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 one points and be a captain's pick. So it's not saying he can't get in it. Yeah. But in terms of automatic locks, it's Rory, Rom, McIntyre, Paul, Moronk, Fleetwood, and Perez. Or uh, well, Fleetwood is the last one. 
Yeah, and that makes sense then. But if 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 Ludwig can be the, one of the picks to get the last guy in, um, I think he would kind of, you know, that would be kind of a nice confidence boost for him. And again, he needs a few good weeks in a row in order to do that. Matt Fitzpatrick is currently ranked 26. So that's going to be a captain's pick. I almost guarantee it. Is it though? If he's 26? I mean, it's, it doesn't it? necessarily go on points. It's If you're a captain and you have a choice between Pablo Larathabel and Matt Fitzpatrick, you're going to go Matt Fitzpatrick. That's the reality of it. No disrespect to Larathabel or Thornbjorn Olison, but you know, Victor Hovland's 15th. He's going to be a captain's pick. Okay. Well, 15th, like 15th, you can totally get away with like 27th though. It's a lot of guys to skip over. Well, I mean, you know, Nikolai Hoyard is 48th. It's Rasmus. That's the uh, lock for Ryder. Well, not a lock anymore. Oh, all right. Hmm. Interesting. Um, Okay. Well, we, we, that's fine. The point being is I think Ludwig is, is going to, is going to be fighting for a, uh, potential spot on the Ryder Cup, regardless, and so that's something to keep an eye out for. Um, do you like? Do you have any interest in Gary Woodland or, or Cam Davis, or can we move right to the AK range? Listen, Gary Woodland has been playing so quietly good. He has um, ever since the PGA, where he missed the cut 24, 49, 33, 23, or 25, 55. Again, not top fives by any means, but he's making cuts on big fields. Uh, Steven Yeager is going to be good. Uh, yep. Three back-to-back and four of his last five in terms of top 40. I mean, Steven Yeager hasn't missed a cut since the since basically the Masters, by the way. Yep. He missed it at the at the RBC. Uh, but then, oh, prior to that, don't worry. He just missed it at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So the guy's probably making a cut this week. I'm just going to say. I'm going to be looking for odds. Uh, there you go. Yeah, look out for some odds for him. Okay. Let's do it. Let's. All right, we're starting up top. Adam Hadwin, eight thousand nine hundred, going all the way down to Bo Hostler at eight thousand. Yeah. So number one, big target of mine this week is Adam Hadwin. I think he's going to be a big target for a lot of people that do actual research. He has six top twenty finishes in the comp course history since two thousand twenty. Uh, in last four of his five starts, he's gained an approach. He's fourth in putting inside ten feet. Top 15, both ball striking, tee to green, and over a 58% uh, green in regulation. So a scenario where you can just get on the green, get in a fairway, you're probably going to hit a marker of inside top 40 odds or maybe top 50. So taking a look at a guy that's under 9K, if I can get him 40th place or better, I really like that number. Yeah, um, I, I think Hadwin's probably the, the the clear choice if you have options in this range. Um, I I... I'm going to be honest. I don't love this overall range. I think it's a very volatile spot. Um, I don't hate Keith Mitchell, again, in terms of driving distance. The GOAT! Uh, the big challenge is he, he did miss his last two cuts. Uh, but don't I wouldn't look too deep into that because one is at the Scottish Open. Again, entirely different layout. And then he proceeded to run around the following week and try and get down to Barracuda. Um and you could, I actually looked, he was a bet, he was a betting favorite in terms of guys going to Barracuda. He looked gassed, like he had just taken a red eye home because he probably did. Um, and he only shot one under uh and then missed the cut by I think two shots. So not even a bad round, but just like a little, a little off. So I don't hate the idea of going back to Keith Mitchell. Um, out, outside of him, I mean, uh, everybody's going to say Lucas Glover. I mean, the guy's got three top tens in arguably the three weakest tournaments in all of the PGA Tour. I, I don't know if I can, like, hold my merit on that. 
for a guy that only makes the cut half of the time. I know, I know PGA Tour is going to love him. I know everyone's going to see these three top tens in the in the last ter- three tournaments. I don't know if I can get to it. It just it just might not make sense for me. Doesn't make sense. And the last guy I mentioned, I think a lot of people that are casual betters or casual fan duel DraftKings, whatever the case might be, are going to see Sahith Thigala and say, "Oh my gosh, eighty seven hundred, got to lock him in." He's missed two cuts in a row. Before that, barely he didn't even scratch top fifty. Missed top 50 at Memorial. Missed top 50 at Wells Fargo. I think we're seeing a little bit of that um, sophomore slump in Sahith this year. And I, 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 as sad as it is to say, I don't think this course fits his game a lot at all. Um, so I, I'm fading him like the wind. I think 8K is going to be a very scary range. Maybe you get to Bo Hostler. Seems like he started to peak a little bit. And you know, Bo Hostler is going to come out with a random top five and then finish 187th. Yep. So you just got to try and find that needle in the haystack. And I think maybe this week. Yeah. I mean, again, Sahith Tagala's two missed cuts were at the Open and the Scottish Open. Um, so there's a little bit of like, eh, maybe he still comes around back on a field. Um, but. I don't know. I understand if you want to avoid it. Again, that uh, the reason you're talking about avoiding Sahith Tagala is the same reason I want to avoid Camp Young. Uh, so I that that's all I'm going to say about it. Uh, outside of him, yeah, I, again, I think this AK range is a ton of minefields. Jack, you, you good? You good? Yeah, you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, I'm I'm just excited to get to some golf this week, man. All right, just check it. Uh, 7K range. Let's get into it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, deep range. I think Aaron Rye is going to be very um, prior to getting into Scotland, which I, I don't think I've ever seen him perform well at a continental European event like that. I can't remember offhand. He was really trend dry at most of the point in his career. He's been like top 10% in greens and regulation. Putting's always been a little bit of a weak point, but as Liam said earlier in the podcast tonight, Putting is not necessarily the largest factor in this. Back to his what 88, 89% green regulation markings for a lot of the events he played. That's a scary number at 7,900. He could really perform that. Um, and then I like Eric Cole a lot. Mm-hmm. He was dominating in these events, just killing it for being this rookie that no one really heard of. And then, you know, his one hiccup in the last two months of golf was at the Scottish Open which couldn't be farther of a course comp. So I think one of those guys you have to take a look at and much like Ryan Fox, I mean, top 45 player in the world. When's the last time you missed a cut RBC heritage. And you're telling me this guy's 7,600. That's just, sorry, dumb. They're always super cruel with their Ryan Fox slander at this point. Uh, we've come to expect that when it comes to... Uh, I'm taking advantage of it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to DraftKings and FanDuel, these guys just absolutely are heinous towards Ryan Fox. Um, I'm going to kind of piggyback with you on the Eric Cole and Ryan Fox love. Uh, Eric Cole ranks top 30 in birdies or better gained and bogey avoidance. He's also top 10 in, in the field in strokes gained approach and opportunities gained. You could argue he's not a long ball hitter, but he hits it plenty of fine, and he's also played really well at Honda, uh, which I did say was a was a comp course. Uh, Ryan Fox is also top 30 in 30 or better gained and bogey avoidance as well. Uh, one of the guys I'll mention, he's at 7,200. Sam Bennett, um, he's still around here. I know he's going to be he's going to be popular still, uh, but again, he he's still he's still just chugging along. Sorry, Sam Ludwig came around and stole your fire. Yeah, exactly. All of a sudden, you know, another guy comes around that's a rookie, and he just takes all of 
everything from him. Uh, last guy I'll mention in the 7K range. Again, there's a lot of options around here. So if you like somebody in particular here, I don't blame you. Um, TPC Lee is at this is here at 7,300. Um, the big challenge being that he has missed five of his last six cuts. And then the one cut he did make was the Genesis Scottish open where he finished the last guy to make the cut and shot a 77 on Sunday. That a boy. Um, so it's not pretty uh, needless to say, but it could work. Oh, I'll mention uh, Austin Eckro as well. Ah, come on. Ah, sorry. It's my guy, Oklahoma state. Yep. That guy's a dog. He's been killing it. You know, he won hiccup at rocket mortgage outside of that outperforming every ADP outside of the last two weeks, 7,500. You got to take a gamble there. Tom Hoagie finished fourth place here last year. Just one of those guys that's going to, you know, what do you kind of like an ex-girlfriend just pop into your DMS or your mentions (laughs) every like six months and be like, Hey, forgot about you. Um, Cameron champ. Yes. I know he's seven for 22 on cuts. Don't think I don't know that. Don't think I know this is a big course on driving accuracy. Don't think I forgot about that. But let me tell you, driving distance, when you take a look at one of the measurable factors, a lot of the winners here in 315 yards driving off the tee. Yep. That's the only thing I know about cameras, you know, outside of everything else. But 17th at Barracuda with a pair of 68s and a 66 and a 69. Then at JDC made the cut... Not a lot of, but Cameron Champ has that dog in him. Last guy, um, Doug Kim, bad, bad chilling at Genesis, which is kind of shocking because um, last year he did really well at the Open. Yeah. Um, but he was just kind of killing it the last five weeks before that 26, 33, 15, 12, 19, 27, six weeks. Sorry, uh, Taylor Montgomery. You're not my guy this week. Yeah, t- Taylor Montgomery does have the distance. Hey, and although he's really good at putting and it's not that important this week. Um, so in all honesty, I'll probably end up avoiding him. Uh, my notes on Austin, uh, Austin Eckert, by the way, just cause again, he's Jack's guy as well. Uh, he finished T16 here in 2021 and his top 20 in ball striking. His short game is arguably the weakest part of his game. He's outside of top 50 in strokes gained around the green and short game. But as I kind of said, to start the preview that isn't really needed here with such giant greens. Uh, so give me the Eck goat as the nickname. No, not Eckroth, Eck goat. I thought it was funny. I haven't had a last guy. <laughs> last guy I'll mention one of my favorite players of all time, Stuart Sink. Um, they showed one shot of his and he shot, t- you know, T23, seventh in the uh, Champions Tour. If you're just talking about hitting fairway and greens, I think it's 7,000. He can make a cut. And again, that's when you're down here. If you just can get a guy that's going to make you a cut and get you four days of fantasy points, that's the difference in making and losing in DFS play, especially those double ups. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, let's get into the 6K range. There's probably, I'll say, three or four guys that I realistically would even look at in this range. Outside of that, I'm I'm pretty much avoiding everybody else like the plague. Okay. You said four guys. Yeah, four guys. Okay. Right? Let's see. One, two, three. Yeah, four guys. Okay, I also have four taking a look at it. We'll see if we have the same four. All right. Uh, number one. You can tell me if you have the exact same guy, Michael Kim. Michael Kim? Yes. No. No. S.H. Kim. Absolutely not. Whoa. Harry Hall. Nope. <laughs> and Aaron Baddeley. 
Yeah, Aaron Baddeley was one of the four. Yes. There we go. All right. Well, why don't you tell me about your other three? Um, all right. So we're going to, well, all right. Aaron Baddeley, I'll leave for you. That's fair. Uh, first one, I'm going to start off with is Bryce Garnett. Uh, now, Liam, you're going to be like, who the hell is that? And I'm going to be like, that's a good point. Uh, but he has finished, he's played here four times. He's finished T23, T26, T16, and T31 in all four of his appearances here. He's a top 10 player in course history at TPC Twin Cities. He's also elite with accuracy off the tee. Um, in terms of cuts, you'll see he's made 13 out of 20. So it's not like he's the worst cut maker of all time. You're not sitting there with Cameron Champ type of statistics where he's gone seven for 22. Um, he's actually made. made thrown. Well, I'm sorry, Cam Champ, but we all know what you're good for. And that doesn't fit very many uh, PGA Tour courses. Um, the second guy I will mention is Tano Goya. Um, he's both top 50 in driving distance and driving accuracy as well. I think he'd be a very sneaky play if you wanted to get to him this week. Um, there's Aaron Baddeley. And then who's my last guy? Oh, um, Ryan Armour, based on based on driving accuracy and driving accuracy alone. Um, again, he's, he's not going to hit the ball very far, but you want somebody that's going to avoid hitting the ball into the water on this type of course. And Ryan Armour is going to do the big challenge with Ryan Armour is he needs to actually make birdies in order to get within the cut line. But if he does that, he's going to get you probably like a T45-ish which is great if he's your last guy at 6,400. Yep. I have no arguments there. I'll start off Michael Kim because that's the one that's the most shocking of the guys that I picked out. Um, not great recently. Not great at all. Yeah. One was the Open. One was the Genesis. One was the U.S. Open. BBC, which is a former winner. Prior to that, outside of the 18T, he had a stretch where he had a couple top 10s, a couple top 30s, and even a top 40 in there. I think they're at 6,900. There are glimpses of hope, and I think we can capitalize on that. S.H. Kim, if you want to go study a golf swing that's not Max Homa or McElroy, Adam Scott, slow-mo swing library, this kid, got one of the sweetest swings in the world. And if there's one thing we talk about with S.H. Kim, especially in the fall tournaments like we did, when he plays in these lower-level fields, this guy will always manage to pop up on a leaderboard. So remember this name in, in, I guess, what, six weeks when we come back to the the new season. Um, Next guy, Harry Hall. Do I know he's sucked lately? I do. Do I know this course isn't about putting? I do. Do I think he has the capability to go out there and fire some good rounds? Absolutely, I do. That's a flyer. Take yeah, yeah. Harry Harry Hall is one where I was a little bit questioning, but I understand he's 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 a good PGA Tour player in a relatively weak field. Even though it's not his specialty, he should be able to make a cut. Um, and again, somewhere in like the T forty ish range makes a lot of sense. Yep. And then last but not least, Aaron Baddeley. Um, again, he's sixty five hundred. He's been at 6,500 since the PGA Tour season started. He's 13 for 20 on cuts. However, um, Scottish Open was one. Uh, RBC Canadian Open. You take a look at the players in Honda Classic, which I technically know is a comp course, but he started out with an 81. Again, so. I, I I think Aaron Baddeley would be my go-to there if it wasn't for Bryce Garnett. I'm also being 6,500, but I understand if you want to be different and not take Bryce Garnett there. Um, I think both are viable options. I think Goy is also a viable option. If you want to go there, also at 6,500. I like a few of those guys. And I think at least 
I'm going to say it. I think two of them, are, two of those three are probably making a cut. Yeah, I think that um, is probably the safe route. Last guy I'll mention, um, Brandon Matthews, catching up time at the bar on Saturday. Uh, <laughs> shout oh, out yeah. Brandon Matthews. I There's no scenario where I can get to him comfortably and feel good about it. It's just, it's sad because he was such a good prospect with the distance and it's just not working for him. I want to see, do you know offhand, I can't remember that guy's name. He's like 6'6". Um, they showed him he was a rookie at the open. That guy's name lined it up oh, off the toe. God, yeah. Let me uh let me do some digging. Start looking into your lineups. Hold on. I think that guy would be good, but yes, DraftKings line. Your guy, Cam Young to start off 10,900. Vig Aberg 9,400. Eric Cole, 7,800. Ryan Fox, 7,600. Austin Eckert, 7,500. And then Aaron Bally, 6,500. Probably the safest week I'll do all year. There you go. Uh gentleman's name was Christo Lam- Lambrecht. Yep, Lam- that's exactly right. L- Lambrecht? Lambrecht? I want to see that guy. Him oh. and um Wilco Niaber Niaber. I'm sorry, I'm not looking at the name offhand. You're good. That guy, those guys can hit a country mile. You put them on like Valero. Woo. I, I want to see Christo ver- like stand next to Brian Harmon. <laughs> what about like Vedante? Oh, geez. Because <laughs> what did they say? Crystal was six five. Even I mean, even Brian Harmon's caddy looked like Yao Ming. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. That's just the ability of those guys. Um, no, I love your lineup except for Cam Young, obviously. Um, my draft. Oh, Cam Young wins now. <laughs> nah, he might. And at that point, then screw Cam Young. Uh, my DraftKings lineup. I'm starting off with Hideki Matsuyama at ten thousand. Second, give me Ludwig Aberg at nine thousand four hundred. Third, give me Steven Yeager at 9,100. Fourth, give me Eric Cole at 7,800. Fifth, give me Sam Bennett at 7,200. And sixth, give me Bryce Garnett at 6,500. Oh, listen, if Bryce just makes the cut, I think you're going to hit in at least every 50. Yeah, I mean, I, I again, I think that's going to hit a lot of 50-50s. Ideally, if... I mean, I just hope that the the ownership percentage of Jaeger and Cole isn't like 40% a piece. Um, I'm a little worried that Cole might be extremely popular at that 7,800, but it's just too good of a value to kind of pass up at that point. Yeah. Especially with the course history, but fan duel lineup, Cam Young, your guy, Adam had one. And then just similar guys, Eric Cole, Ryan Fox, Austin Eckroat, and then I switched it up. I did Grayson Sig, Georgia Bulldog, eighty-seven hundred. I think he took a little bit of a, a little bit of a sting with Brian Harmon winning last week, and uh, I think he's trying to make. There you go. I got I got one fun name in my Fanduel. Other than that, it's pretty much an identical lineup. Uh, I got Hideki Matsuyama at eleven thousand six hundred. I've got Ludwig Auberg at ten thousand five hundred. I've got Eric Cole at nine thousand seven hundred. I've got Ryan Fox, 9,400. I've got Bryce Garnett at 7,100. It give me Justin Thomas at 11,400. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're the guy that talks about price more than anybody. What do you 11, mean? 11,400? Yeah. I, I have more. I Hey, we had to head Justin Thomas versus uh, Cam Young this week. Okay, here's the deal. Whoever loses this <laughs> has to pick a guy in their DraftKings lineup next week that is under 6500 that i like that i like that deal that'll be a fun time uh um, done all right okay um do you want to get terrifying in? yeah that is absolutely terrifying this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a freaking interesting week um oh i have a justin thomas bet too <laughs> yeah you have a lot with him so <laughs> um 
All right. Well, go for it. Uh, you can get into your bets. How many do you have this week? Eight, right? Always eight, unless it's the Masters. Um, do I want to change because I don't want Justin Thomas to do as well as I wanted him to? I'll, no. I'll do Hideki if you want me to take to take nope. Hideki. Uh, <laughs> what big? <laughs> All right, I'll switch my Justin Thomas bet. I'll go Cam Young. I'll ride the wave. Nope, oh, nope. I was going to say, you can't, no, you can't do that. I got to get off Justin. <sighs> Shoot. You know, I'll keep it because I already made the, uh, you got the you stuff. Got, yeah, you got too much, JT. Let me let me uh, see if I can find somebody else. Nope, you're good. Um, So here's what I'm doing this week. Number one, Eric Cole, top 40 plus 100. Ryan Fox, plus numbers, top 40 plus 105. Austin Eckroat, top 30 plus 105. A little bit stinchy of a top 30 if you like they could have those odds for top 40 but yeah i think you can hit that hoagie tom hoagie top 40 plus 120 i had justin thomas going for top 30 sorry going after undo google docs which is taking forever one more time one more time jt top 30 minus 120 there you go adam hadwin top 40 minus 115 grace and sig top 40 plus 150 and then steven yeager top 40 Minus 130, just for the record, if we go down um, Steven Yeager's odds to make the cut or Aaron Baddeley's odds to make the cut were ridiculous. So it's not even worth it. Really? Dang. Uh, I'm curious what my guys' odds were to make the cut because I get, I bet they're probably positive. Uh, for my bets, I'm sticking with four. Um, I have three pretty much standard ones and then one that you could argue is a little psychotic, but I'm doing it. Um so I'm starting off Hideki Matsuyama top 20 is plus 110. Um, I've got Adam Hadwin top 40 at minus 115. Um, again, I don't understand how that can be a, a top 40 bet for a guy with good course history who is well known on the tour, who also finished runner up like less than a month ago. Uh, I have Ludwig Auberg top 40 at minus 140. And then I have Bryce Garnett top 40 at plus 300. Um, and again, that's one where if you don't feel confident about it, you can do it to make the cut. But I have confidence he's going to get top 40 this week. Well, let's just say if Adam Hadwin does not hit this number, I will never squad ride with you again because that's we fair. are like 86% something. I might have to calculate that of missing. It's terrible. Yeah, we'll take a look back at the end of the year because I am kind of curious on how many times we squad rode um, the same guy in a bet and missed. Um, you could argue that we're squad riding on a few other things. Like I have Eric Cole in both lineups and Jack has him as a bet. Um, but those don't, sake. Those, yeah. those don't really count the same. Um, it's mostly bets. Um, all right, we're doing winners or we're doing wild picks? Let's start with some wild picks because uh, I got some wild ones and I can see you do too. Yeah, I got some funny ones for sure. So I think the let's start with the one that might be most shocking to people. For me, it's Bo Hostler top 20 at plus 230. Okay. I actually thought that was a very interesting top 20 pick. Um again, I I I don't have it from Bo, but like I again that's he's one of those guys that can get top 20 or finish T160. So like I I completely understand where you're coming from with that. Uh you do I have a wild pick? Which one do you think is for me? One the first one. The first one? Okay. Uh my first wild card pick is Justin Thomas, top 10 at plus 270. Oh yeah. Hoorah. When was the last time, just for the record, that Justin Thomas finished inside the top 10? Uh probably Oh, Travelers. Yes, that makes sense. Before then. Probably New Year's. Right Before then, waste management. I was just saying, like century or waste management. Yeah. That should be way higher of odds. That should be it. It's, probably 
370. Hey, this is a weak field. What can we say? Apparently. I know. I know. My second one, though, Cam Young, top five, plus 350. Yep. Listen, when I am sitting here, well, again, I, I put I put a little bit of coin, not a full uni on some wild card picks. When I hit this, let me tell you, my UFC 291 pay-per-view is uh, bought for. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Good luck with Cam Young. Don't. You're going to have fun with the uh, the butt sweat on that one at the end of the day on Sunday. That's for sure. You're just cheering uh, against me because we got a head to head. Yeah, that too. Uh, my second wild card pick, Tano Goya, top 40 is plus 300. Um, again, I think he's got good driving distance and accuracy. And I liked Bryce Garnett in, ter- in terms of lineups, but I don't mind throwing in a little additional coinage on a wild card pick for Tano Goya because um, he, he had that streak too where he was finishing what T25 to T35 for about seven weeks that's fair i thought about trying to do a little something with gary woodland but his odds were not awful um his odds were awful to make the cut he was minus 300 yeah which is kind of ridiculous yeah i mean i guess you could take it um top 30 was minus 115 uh top 40 was minus 170 top 20 plus 140 kind of what we call if you played any other sport no man's own tennis for example where it's just a lot more risk than reward for top 30 when you know 55 hit it um genesis miss miss hit miss hit miss miss hit miss 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 so yeah a little bit too scary for me no i get it um all right we get into winners picks let's look at <laughs> swapping that oh he's swapping it he lost faith Boo. Well, I don't, you know, it's not that I don't want him to win. Of anybody in the field, it, for the record, it was Justin Thomas. Exactly. If anybody <laughs> I want in the field to win, it's Justin Thomas. I think as a, I think every golf fan would agree, unless you have money on it, because, you know, money trumps everything in today's world. Yeah. But I'm going to switch it to Cam Young. When am I going to use Cam Young again? I don't know. Sometime up in New York when he's close to home. That's when I did it. But no, there's no good spot to use him. Or you just don't use Cam Young because he stinks 95% of the time. Well, that's fair. But it was Justin <laughs> Thomas because uh, the same scenario. When am I going to use Justin Thomas? That's right. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a fair one. Who's your second but, one again? Oh, it is Adam Hadwin. I think model-wise, I like Adam Hadwin. Justin Thomas. You're probably, you know, you love the Turn Dog Golf Pod. I love you. We love you. The golf world is rooting for you. I want to see you in Rome. I want to see you fist bumping. I want to see you hold a trophy. I want spring break 2K16 JT back. Help a guy out. I'm with you. I'll, I'll train you, man. Yeah, I mean, who who else is going to shotgun beers off the first tee at the end of the round except for JT and Jordan? Spieth. I mean, yeah, I was going to say. I mean, yeah, but they got to do it together because, like, the other. Hey, hey I'll, see, I'll see Dustin Johnson hammer doing his interview again <laughs> yeah but if he's shooting plus tens at majors guys, he's not making shit a lot of young guys and they're young and <laughs> they're rookies and they're young uh, yeah exactly dj exactly uh my two winners i am taking guys that i just wouldn't really know where to use anywhere else i'm just gonna play it like it is um and this is as good of a time as any to use them i've got seb straka and Austin Eckrode. Um, so Straka, again, played really well at the John Deere. And then again at the Open, and where he finished tied for second. He's got elite irons right now. 
And then Eckroat, again, T16, top 20 ball striking, weak short game, doesn't matter here. So, again, guys that are situationally good on a course that's got arguably low low talent in terms of golfers here this week. And then good good skill set. That's pretty much it. That is awesome. All right. That was another week down. We've got four weeks left after this. We're going to the Travelers next week. And then we start the uh, FedEx. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. This week and next week are background golf weeks. I'm ready for playoffs. And I am more than anything ready for the Ryder Cup. I bleed Ryder Cup. Yeah, yeah, this is going to be a huge, a huge Ryder Cup in terms of uh, just kind of seeing where things fall, I feel like. Because this is kind of the point in time with the Ryder Cup where it's going to, I just feel like everything is starting to like materialize in terms of, who are going to be the guys the next 10, 15 years, arguably, because, because I think there's so many young guys on both sides that, that I think that this is really going to be the time where it's like, okay, like, are you, are we going to see the same grouping of guys consistently, or is this going to be another year of like, Oh, all right, we got more new guys again. Like, let's see what happens. So it's going to, it's especially the European team. Well, the European team specifically, but especially with Americans, like, I mean, Morikawa's not making him back, right? Like he's uh he's higher up in the uh, Ryder Cup USA rankings than you think. Yeah, well, all right. Potentially, JT's not making it back. I was Burnsy in it last time. Burnsy's thirteen. Morikawa's eleven. Okay. Uh, right now, it's Scotty, Clark, Harmon, Kepka, Shoffley, and Cantlay are the six qualifying. Obviously, it's not finalized, but if you're taking six, really, I think those six guys. Listen, I hate that. I hate that Harmon's in it just because he won one major, but I get it. Yeah, I mean, get me wrong. It's that was worth six thousand points, and he is just over ten k now. Yeah, but you take a look at—he's a stick. He's been awesome. Homa, Cam Young, Jordan Spieth, and a handful of live guys are out of it. We will cover that in the Ryder Cup episode. Who we want to see in there? Yeah, we'll we'll get over to that once the Ryder Cup comes around towards the end of the towards the end of the playoffs here. Outside of that, let's uh let's send you guys off on this note. Uh, let's just go out there and win a bunch of money again this week. Again, have it on in the background while we're doing like lawn work and things like that. Just enjoy watching some golf. But let's go out there. Let's win some money. Have a good one. Deuces.